Hi everyone, I'm Diane Grace and you're listening to the Offshoring and Outsourcing Philippines Podcast. This podcast highlights the Philippines and its business process outsourcing industry, which has seen tremendous growth in the past decade and has not shown any signs of slowing down. We get to talk to the men and women who own and operate BPO companies here in the Philippines, learn more about what they do and who they are, and get inspired by hearing their experiences on their path to success. Hello and welcome to the Offshoring and Outsourcing to the Philippines podcast. I'm your host, Diane Grace, and gracing us in this episode is the co-founder of C9 Digital Agency, Mr. Philip Liu. He's joining us from Antipolo City in Rizal. Wow. To get the ball rolling, I'll let Philip tell us more about himself and his involvement with C9 Digital Agency. Welcome to the show, Philip. Hey, Diane. Thank you so much for uh, inviting me. And it's, it's a pleasure to be here. And um, yeah, again, my name is Philip Liu, and I am the um, co-founder and CEO of a company called C9 Digital, and that's C9Digital.com. And what we do at C9 Digital is a mixture of really three core areas. The first is um, management consulting work. So we work with uh, a lot of uh, companies around the world who are interested in understanding either how to outsource or how to execute um, an outsourcing campaign. So um, we get a lot of clients who sometimes don't really know how to start in the process. And so they need to talk to a group of uh, individuals that can really walk them through everything from um, figuring out what they even need, as well as who are the right partners and how to execute effectively on what they may be trying to accomplish with outsourcing. Um, And the second thing that we do is uh, digital marketing uh, consulting. So um, we we have teams here of web developers and digital marketing professionals. Um, Actually, in Antipolo, um, we have a uh, famous co-working company called Startup Labs, and that's uh, startuplabs.ph. Um, and at Startup Labs, what we do is it's an incubator and accelerator program for entrepreneurs and freelance professionals. And so they have an opportunity to compete with their startup ideas. Um, and of course, we provide um, a workplace shared um, office community for them as well. And so we have a huge reservoir of talent from our co-working community. And so we do a lot of digital marketing work. And then the last thing that we do is um, call center work, very traditional inbound type phone support, email support, live chat support. So we do a little bit of, uh, a little, a little bit of everything, I think, um, for those who are interested in um, digital marketing, outsourcing, call center uh, type endeavors. Oh, thank you for that. So you've um, covered all the types of services that uh, your company offers. Just curious, how was C9 Digital Agency um, started? What made you interested uh, into building this company, Philip? Yeah, it's interesting. I, you know, um, I feel like uh, I remember growing up, my mom used to tell me that uh, at the end of the day, life is one of those things where as much as we try to control it, we are subject to unexpected coincidences and unexpected circumstances. And that's the, the sort of fun the, uh, in mystery of life because I never would have thought in a million years I would be sitting here doing outsourcing and digital marketing and call center work had you spoken to me four or five years ago. Because my story was actually, I came, I came originally to the Philippines about four years ago. I was living in Costa Rica. Um, I had just um, 
finished a company that I owned in uh, Los Angeles. Um, I was doing a lot of financial consulting work and um, I had actually helped a lot of um, high school students prepare for college. So I did a lot of admissions consulting and financial financial planning for families who are sending their kids to college in the United States. And I had basically finished that business and I had uh, moved to Costa Rica um, and I just wanted to take basically a year off and relax. And I ended up meeting this guy who was a meditation and sort of uh, um, yoga expert who had made quite a bit of money in the uh, call center industry. And at that time, I didn't really understand what that meant, um, but I was piqued and curious about um, what this whole outsourcing industry was. And so um, about four years ago, I moved from Costa Rica to the Philippines. And I moved here not knowing anything about outsourcing or anything about the industry. And I was blown away by just how big the outsourcing industry really is. And I think for a lot of um, people, they don't quite realize um, that, you know, if you're a man, woman, or child, chances are you have purchased a product or service um, that's contributed to the growth of the outsourcing industry. Uh, when you pick up the phone or you're, or you're uh, doing email support, live chat support, um, there's a very high probability that you've spoken to someone um, offshore or overseas or even onshore through a third-party company that was outsourced um, for that for their particular services. So when I came to the Philippines, I was blown away and I knew it was something I wanted to do. Um, and so I started working for my friend's company, the one that I met in Costa Rica. Um, and that company was called Global Sky. And um, my first job was I was doing sales and, and business development. And I did it very well. Um, I brought in a lot of new clients through Global Sky. We helped the company grow quite dramatically um, within a two-year time period. Um, and after having done that, um, you know, that gave me a lot of deep industry experience because what I started to learn when I was doing sales was I was understanding why uh, a lot of business executives and entrepreneurs were looking to outsource to the Philippines, what, what they were trying to accomplish, the mistakes they were making, areas they could have proven. Um, I had a chance to meet a lot of call center owners I got really um, uh, sort of in-depth knowledge of what was working or what wasn't working, how to hire, how to train. So all these different moving pieces that are required to build a world-class organization. And um, one of my uh, clients, actually, um, this was a man by the name of Darren Matloff, who was the CEO, who is the CEO of a company called Propel, uh, which is the second largest makers of remote control drone toys in the United States. Um, basically reached out to me and offered me the opportunity to become their global head of customer service. And so about two years ago, excuse me, two and a half, three years ago, I uh, uh, left Global Sky and I started working for Propel as their global head of customer service. And so part of what I did there was I set up um, an in-house customer service operation for their company. And they uh, sent me to Europe, Australia, New Zealand, um, I set up seven offices around the world. I hired sales teams, set up logistics and operation um, offices. I hired country managers, um, negotiated um, distributor agreements for their product. So I did a lot of things even outside the scope of customer service. And that was a really great experience. And after having done that for a while, I decided that this was the time where I had done sales and I'd been an executive, but it was really time to be an entrepreneur because that was in my heart and in my soul. Um, so actually last year, um, me and two of my friends got together and we started C9 Digital. And the reason why we, we, we did C9 Digital 
is for two reasons. One is because um, we've seen the uh, the monstrous growth in digital marketing as an industry and the amount of professionals who need digital marketing services in order to promote their products and services on the internet. Um, and we also started to see the need of companies who are looking to outsource their digital marketing. Um, and of course, with uh, my experience in Propel, having ran their entire customer service organization, um, I was really passionate about working with um, clients who are looking to outsource their customer service, whether that was consumer products or technology products, software products, um, the areas that we're really passionate in. So we, we combined our forces and we started C9 Digital and it just kind of took off from there. And, and, and this has been a very exciting year for us because this is the first year that we've really been more aggressive with our marketing and our promotions and our sales and, and going after new clients and really building an organization that I think we can be really proud of long term. Uh, interesting. I agree with you, uh, Philip, when you said that there's a noticeably increase in um, digital marketing uh, recently. So I agree on that. Did you look into other countries? There are other countries who also have a market for uh, BPO companies. Why the Philippines? Yeah, it's a great question. You know, because um, when you think about outsourcing, to, you know, to me, what gets me so excited about the outsourcing industry is when you look at how outsourcing, I think, is, it's, a, it's, a, it's a story that lives inside of a much larger story that's taking place. And I think that largest story is, of course, um, digitization of global workplaces. We're seeing global economies starting to, quote unquote, turn on as a result of cheaper phones and more widespread internet access. And so in other words, you know, 10 years ago, outsourcing was predominantly done in India and the Philippines. But now, due to the advent of cheaper phones, cheaper mobile devices, faster internet connectivity, and, and of course, software tools and IT technology, what we're starting to see is a trend where you have countries that can now outsource their labor and their services and their, their creative talent um, in ways that they couldn't have done um, 10, 20 years ago. Um, so, so you're, you're correct. You know, um, when you're thinking about outsourcing, there's countries all over the world now that provide great talent. Um, I've seen amazing outsourcing solutions in South Africa, Eastern Europe, Russia, Latin America is a fantastic area. And of course, Southeast Asia and, uh, India. And of course, even, uh, North American markets like Canada, the United States and Western Europe also offer, um, outsourcing but in um, areas that may be counterintuitive. And, and I actually outsource all over the world. I have people in America that I work with and people um, in Europe that I use for particular tasks. And then, of course, I have outsourcing in the Philippines and I've even used um, Indian outsourcing. So, you know, different countries are fantastic depending upon what your goals are, what you're trying to do and, and what the objectives are of your outsourcing, um, you know, campaigns. Now, the reason why I chose the Philippines is... I think it was two reasons. One was because when I first came to the Philippines from Costa Rica, when I was sort of living in Costa Rica, it was the it was the country that my friend at that time already sort of knew and understood. He'd already had a call center. He already kind of understood how to do labor, sub corporations. So that that kind of that that template was already there. So it was, it was it was fairly comfortable for me to just sort of recreate what I had learned through observation. 
And the second reason is, is I think the Philippines is unique um, among all outsourcing nations, which is one of the reasons why the Philippines um, has this, such a large outsourcing industry. They have over a million employees now, and that, that number is growing. Um, and I think a lot of it is because of, of how, how amazing Filipinos are, Filipino professionals are, and not only English speaking, but also American and Western cultural norms. And so everything from writing acumen to speaking to, to just uh, the underlying thinking, um, there's so much synergy and so much alignment there. Um, if you are looking to outsource, it's very comfortable to outsource, I think, to the Philippines. And one of the things I think that um, people don't realize about the Philippines, when people think of the Philippines, they think of phone support, um, where you have people answering phones, but a lot of very high level, I call it sort of mid-level work. This is back office, administrative work, um, and even creative work, um, I think can be outsourced to the Philippines and it can be equal to or even superior to that of even phone support. So the outsourcing industry is very broad and there's a lot of opportunities available. Excellent. Thank you for that. So from Los Angeles to Costa Rica and now to the Philippines. <laughs> yeah. um, in my in our other interviews, I have interviews. Um, I have interviewed uh, people who have decided to stay in in their um, home country, such as America or Australia, but uh, manage their company here. But that's different with you because you decided to stay here. Is there an advantage to staying here in the country? Yeah, you know, it's one of those things where, um, you know, you're right. A, a lot of entrepreneurs who, who either own or operate um, BPOs or call centers in the Philippines have actually never been to the Philippines or they'll, they'll come to the Philippines for a little while and they set it up and then they'll head back to their home country, which is perfectly fine as well. Um, what I found, and, and I really learned this when I had that fortunate opportunity to work under the mentorship of Darren Matloff, who was my, my boss and mentor at Propel, um, one of the things he always used to teach me is that you can never underestimate the value of face-to-face. Um, and not just whether we're talking about like sales meetings or, or doing sales presentations, but in terms of hiring your teams, building your teams, and creating a, a world-class organization, um, that face-to-face is so valuable. Um, and, you know, when we set up our company, you know, some of the most important things that, that, that we wanted to do was to create sort of a management um, team that was behind us that could really execute on a high level. And that takes training. It takes coaching. It takes mentorship. It takes education, self-education. And it also, we work really hard to, to teach our people new ways of thinking um, so that when they do talk to clients and, and, our, and, and our vendors and our partners, these people say to themselves like, wow, these C9 guys, they are, they, they're next level. And, and that's really what we're going for in order to, to, to differentiate us from the marketplace. And so um, I've spent a lot of time here in the Philippines working with my teams, training my teams. And the other piece to it as well is, I think being in the Philippines as well, is it really helps you understand where you can execute with outsourcing. Because sometimes I think a lot of people make the mistake like, you know, they might want to either run um, some type of, uh, whether it's a sales campaign or, or, or anything, to, um, telemarketing, um, they'll have an idea of what they want to do. And one of the first questions that they should ask themselves is, okay, is the Philippines the right place to execute on this idea? And having spent a lot of time in the Philippines and working with a lot of Filipino um, colleagues and, and business partners, 
um, I've really come to understand, you know, where the Philippines can execute in a world-class way and what areas where it might make sense to outsource to other global markets. So I think that also is a result of spending a lot of time here. Okay. Uh, for our audience knowledge, you have two office locations here in the Philippines, one in Eastwood, Quezon City, and another in Antipolo City, Rizal. What made you decide to have these two offices in different locations? Yeah, so originally, um, when we first decided to open up our, our own business after Propel, um, my partners and I, we had this vision of doing this this, uh, this really unique concept with co-working where we were going to put um, a co-working space. Um, so this is similar to those who, who may not know what co-working is. It's sort of a shared office solution where you can uh, pay a daily or monthly rate and you can use a shared office solution or you can get permanent office space if you need that as well. So we were going to do do something like this. We wanted to do something like this. Um, we had looked at the Metro Manila market and we had decided that there was already a lot of companies that were engaged in co-working. Um, and, and and it was very competitive because a lot of these companies like WeWork or Regis had international um, investors. And so they had very large budgets to outspend people on Facebook ads and Google ads and things of that sort. So we didn't really want to compete head on dollar for dollar like that because we're not a billion dollar company. So what we decided to do was to pivot our strategy and we picked Antipolo Resolve because for two reasons. One is because a large percentage of people who actually work in uh, Metro Manila actually live in Antipolo. So Antipolo is about, it's a one hour drive going up in altitude from the city. And so a lot of a lot of call center agents, a lot of freelancers, a lot of professionals who who work in the city um, actually um, live in Antipolo. And so what we wanted, so our bet was that if we opened up a co-working space in Antipolo, that it would help people who were needed a place to work but didn't want to drive um, and go through the traffic every day. Because here in the Philippines, um, especially in in the metro um, metro areas. Um, the traffic can just be absolutely insane. And so, so we opened up the co-working space and it was been an absolutely fantastic success. We we're blown away. Uh, we opened up a meetup group and we just said, hey, we have a startup community. Within 72 hours, our meetup group was, was, was at capacity. Um, and what we didn't realize was there's such a thirst in the Filipino community, especially freelancers and entrepreneurs who are looking for resources and who are looking for advice and tips. And so with Antipolo, we were able to build a startup company, a startup um, co-working company, very inexpensively and very quickly and with zero competition. Um, so, so we're currently the only co-working company in Antipolo, um, and that serves us well. And for Eastwood, um, the reason why we did Eastwood was because the co-working is great, and that's a big part of what makes us different um, with our BPO clients is a lot of clients come to us um, because of our talent pools that we have access to through our co-working. Um, but one of the reasons why we like Eastwood is because of, because of Eastwood's location. So Antipolo does have a lot of professionals that live there and they work in the city. But what we found is for clients that need you know, 50 to 100 employees, call center staff, call center workers, Eastwood by far is just a much better area for talent talent of that sort. So, uh, and of course, the other reason we like um, Eastwood as well is because we have a really great partnership with a uh, company in Eastwood that provides our office space 
and they've been able to give us state-of-the-art equipment, computer terminals, um, internet speeds, infrastructure, biometric scans, and, and CCTVs, and all the things that we need so that when we're meeting with our clients, we can, we can show them a world-class infrastructure for their, for their companies. Well, um, speaking on behalf of uh, the people of Antipolo City, I, we thank you for um, <laughs> starting, starting yeah. a co-worker, uh, co-working space trend in their area. Yeah, and that's actually a big thing that a lot of, uh, that, that we've heard from a lot of government employees in, um, in Antipolo is the desire for more BPOs to come up there. So we're actually working with the government right now to help improve some of the infrastructure and and requirements to make the community more attractive. Because you're right, if, if more BPOs do go to Antipolo, um, it increases the, uh, the the success of that local economy. I agree. I agree. Um, on the client side, I just wanted to ask, um, do you have experiences where your clients came in the Philippines to visit your office? Yeah, it's very common. And that's one of the other reasons why I am based in the Philippines, at least for the time being, because um, a lot of high-level, especially high-level campaigns, you know, these are campaigns where they need to hire um, 100, 200, 300 agents to do, to do customer service for a very large part of their business. Uh, very oftentimes, before those decisions are finalized, um, either the CEOs will, will fly into the Philippines um, or they'll send someone to the Philippines to do a site visit. So it's really important to have that face-to-face. So yeah, um, it's, it's very common and I think it's, very, I think it's a very good idea. I, I really recommend um, anyone who's thinking about outsourcing to the Philippines, if they have the time to do so, to definitely come to the Philippines. And even if it's for just two or three days, uh, I, think, I think the opportunity to just sort of drive through the city, see what the BPO industry looks like, meet people in the BPO industry, um, it's going to give you a whole new dimension um, to think about your business and think about um, what's ultimately going to be um, in your best interest. Uh, based from all the things that I've heard from you today, I can sense the passion that you have for outsourcing. What is your main takeaway for our audience, especially those who are interested in maybe dipping dipping their toes to outsourcing here in the country? Yeah, you know, my main advice is, you know, this, this is a very unique time, I think, in human history. This is the only time, I guess, just to give you a comparison, you know, anyone who has access to a smartphone today has access to better technology than the President of the United States had access to 50 years ago. Cell phones today are more powerful than the most powerful supercomputers 30, 40 years ago. And, and that trend's accelerating. Technology is progressing. And so I think it, it presents two really unique, unique forces that I think are, are shaping our world. The first one is, is what I call the democratization of labor um, and resources. And what that basically means is that, you know, we're still, it's not quite here yet, but we're getting to a point now where whether you're in South Africa or the Philippines or India or Malaysia, United States, Canada, or Costa Rica, you have the same opportunities as the person next door. You have the same access to information. You know, we're at a point now where literally any skill that you may seek to acquire or any knowledge that you may think you need is rapidly available to you for free. And so the world is almost demonetizing in a sense. Things are becoming cheaper and more affordable. 
And so it, it's even the, the, the playing field. But at the same time, there's more competition now than ever before. So, um, you know, my suggestion, you know, with this incredible opportunity that, that is now available with outsourcing is to number one, recognize that to me, outsourcing is a trend that has not, is not only growing, but it's accelerating. So when you think of things like robotic process um, automation, we think of things like machine learning and artificial intelligence. When you think of things like chatbots um, and art and virtual agents and how many um, customer service companies and outsourcing companies are augmenting their human resource outsourcing with um, technology to either um, increase efficiency or improve uh, improve um, their capabilities. When you look at these kinds of things happening, um, it should uh, give you an incredible wealth of ideas of how you can use tools and technologies and through specializing and focusing on a niche, offering services and solutions to help businesses. Um, and, you know, this is a trend that's going to continue to grow. And, you know, one of the most important things that I think is different now than I think how it was even 20, 30 years ago is 20, 30 years ago, you know, um, if you went to college and you got a degree, you're guaranteed a job, security, and retirement. Um, at least that was sort of the sense that in the United States where I'm from. Um, now what we're seeing, I think, is a world where industries are growing as quickly as other industries are collapsing. We're seeing a world where literally someone can take 12 weeks and learn a digital marketing certification course or learn a artificial intelligence programming course and in 12 weeks have acquired a set of skills that will allow them to earn more salary than eight years of college education that could cost a fortune. So education is now um, democratized and demonetized. So it's, it's fascinating. You can learn so many skills and equip yourself with, with, with the kinds of um, knowledge and, tool and, and skills that companies are hungry for. And there's a tremendous amount of uh, opportunities that companies are looking for that they can't even find qualified people because uh, the, the skills are so cutting edge. So it's a really exciting time, I think, when you look at the world through those lenses. So again, my advice is there is an infinite realm of opportunities available in outsourcing. Um, and it comes down to what is your passion? What is your, what is your mission in life? What are you trying to accomplish? And to do something that, of course, fills you with joy and that will allow you to um, you know, make your mark on this world in, in whatever fashion um, that may be. So. So, yeah. Philip, as we move towards the end of the program, um, can you give our uh, listeners your website and how, how interested folks can get in touch with you or with um, C9 Digital Agency? Yeah, so um, our website is c9digital.com. And so, again, we're a creative design digital marketing agency, and we also do um, call center outsourcing services for our clients. So if you're interested in our services, you can reach out to us on our website. If you are a professional, um, digital marketing professional, call center um, professional looking for uh, work opportunities, you can fill out um, our information online. Um, we're always hiring for new positions and, and, and for our clients. And uh, you can also reach out to us, um, me directly. My email is philip at c9digital.com. And um, I'd be happy to connect with uh, 
with anyone who's interested. Uh, thank you, Philip, for joining us on the show. I know you're a very b- busy person. <laughs> well, no, thank you uh, as well. And um, um, it was great talking with you. All right. Once again, I'm your host, Diane Grace, for the Offshoring and Outsourcing in the Philippines podcast. And we thank Philip Liu uh, from C9 Digital Agency for joining us today. This interview will be available on our website at www.offshoring.com.ph as well as on our social media accounts, YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, and Instagram. Also, do check us out on SoundCloud, TuneIn, and iTunes. Once again, the website for C9 Digital Agency is c9digital.com. This is Diane Grace for the Offshoring and Outsourcing in the Philippines podcast. Transcripts and audio of our past interviews as well as this interview are available on our website at www.offshoring.com.ph as well as on our social media accounts, YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, and Instagram. Sound clips of our interviews are also available for download on SoundCloud, TuneIn, and iTunes. This is Diane Grace for the Offshoring and Outsourcing Philippines podcast.